Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to the thread, which is daily, the daily thread. Yes, uh, Monday uh, through Thursday, uh, right here on the. Here we are. Minute. You know, some people come over and they say that's a really big commitment. Yes, it is. I agree with them. We can't debate that. It's a big commitment. Um, uh, you know, we're we're broadcasting. We're recording in Cedarhurst, New York, and um, depending on what time we record, yeah. it depends on where I park. It also depends on what's going on in the world it, and what we talk the, about. It, it, the, the big thing is where I park. You know, how far from the office I have to park. I come later, it's more difficult to find parking space. I think, I, I, can I out you a little bit and say that when we schedule for 9.30 a.m., you usually come in at 10? No, it's not true. I came in, you said 9.30 today, I was here before 9.40. 9.43, um, exactly. And especially it's Thursday. On Thursday, it's more difficult to find parking space because people are out shopping for Shabbos. That's so, true. So, you know, once you do this on a daily basis, you begin to develop... Um, like you begin to be able to read the the rhythm of the of the community. And oh yeah. When you, <laughs> when there's when there's going to be spaces to park right in front of the building. Like Monday and Tuesday, I could slide right into the front of the building, <laughs> pop a couple of quarters into the meter, and I'm good for an hour. And you probably still end up getting a ticket somehow. No, I don't get tickets like, like some people. Oh, like some um, people. Yeah. Anyways, the breaking news this morning coming out of the White House. Yes, coming out of the White House. Coming out of the White House is that Brittany Griner, the w, w the former WNBA star, um, it, who was imprisoned in Russia for in Russia right. for having some marijuana on her. Right. I said Russia. I feel like I'm getting old. Russia. Uh, who's imprisoned in Russia? How do you say Russia? Russia. Russia. Russia? Okay. Yeah. Uh, who's imprisoned in Russia for having some marijuana on her? She was sentenced to what, like seven, eight years in prison? She was sentenced to nine years. Nine years. And, and that hard labor. She was in a penal colony somewhere out in Siberia, which is where you have friends, actually, uh, which you were talking about yesterday. And um, we'll get to that in a few minutes. But uh, there was a prisoner exchange. There was a prisoner overnight. exchange for, for Brittany Griner. And, and um, why and is this get, important? Why do we care? So, yeah. I mean, I'm very happy. It's very good that she's free. You know, I'm not saying she well, should have been there forever. She, the she shouldn't have been in prison for, for nine years for, right. for the crime she committed. Right. But uh, first of all, here's, here's, my, here's my, uh, my issue with it. Um, Pre President Biden tweeted this morning, moments ago, I spoke to Brittany Griner. She is safe. She's on a plane. She's on her way home. Sounds like a Dr. Seuss book. Like, first of all, yeah. relax, Joe. Yeah, That's he, A. Uh, B. He didn't, he didn't say that or write it. Somebody wrote it for him and he said it. Ah, but my point is, he's making it sound like he killed Bin Laden or something. Like, you brought home someone who, you know, drug committed violations. a crime in a different country. Right. And, and the, Micah Parsons, who's a, who's a football player on the Dallas Cowboys, he took to Twitter and he said, wait a minute, isn't there a, a Marine that's been in Russia for four years that's imprisoned? Right. And there is, and he wasn't part of the swap. This is like this is I think this is like part of the woke liberal agenda. Like we worked so hard in making sure Brittany Griner is free, and we 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 traded her for a a convicted arms dealer from Russia, who just got his job back now that he's out of prison. And I'm it's great. Like she didn't deserve to be in prison that long, but like. A, you have a Marine who is fighting for our country. It's still stuck there in prison. Mm -hmm. And B, relax with the White House. Like, I saw Kamala Harris got dressed in up early this morning to, to take a picture. Like, good for her. She woke up early today. Right. Um, maybe she's down in with Doug. Right. But, like, relax. You got someone out of prison in Russia who was there for, on a drug crime. Like, you didn't get a prisoner of war out. They can't, uh, at this White House... Was I too harsh right there? No. I feel like I'm going to get... Whatever. Uh, no, this, Sorry, guys. This White House, there's no limit <coughs> to um, 
how they want how much they want to pander to the to the left. It's, it's this appeals to the left, and you could uh, rest assured that if they uh, worked as hard to get the uh, Paul Whelan, who's a Marine, being held for the last four years uh, in a Russian prison, there wouldn't be this kind of excitement. Right, and you're not gonna you wouldn't see the kind of excitement you're gonna see all day long on CNN and probably also on Fox and probably on ABC, NBC, and CBS and MSNBC. I'm a guess they're gonna they're gonna like show the video of Brittany Griner's plane no. landing in JK like she's. Like she's a like she's a like, like a patriot of our country like like the space shuttle is returning for yeah, the first like, uh, first time. Let me tell you something like I don't, we don't care that much. She wasn't that good of a basketball player, anyways. Well, listen, but on the other hand, Nachi, uh, the country had an opportunity to send a message to this type of thought process in the recent election, and we didn't deliver the message. <laughs> so we, we, we sent we sent the, we sent the uh, thought process listen, to Russia well, that. If they imprison some of our Americans for petty crimes, we're going to let out some of their criminals. One thing, so but you have to take a step back, and we and like I said a moment ago, we uh, the country sent a message to the world that this type of conduct, uh, like uh, releasing uh, uh, Brittany Griner for uh, the Russian arms dealer, and not including the um, Marine, the Marine uh, in the deal, is what the country wants. Crazy. We want to uh, uh, appease and appeal to the woke left. If we didn't want that, we would have had a bigger uh, majority. Uh, we would have had a majority in the Senate, which we don't. It's uh, now that actually all the last two years of messing up after the uh, Afghanistan debacle, after the inflation debacle, after uh, the, the, the stock market plunging and the uh, uh, economy being in trouble, even though they claim it's as strong as ever, but yeah. they don't tell the truth too often. After all that, we put them in better shape in the Senate than we did beforehand. Last two I years, think that's the Donald Trump effect, honestly. It's well, all a referendum on Donald Trump. Well, yeah, that, that, that could be. Uh, and uh, I was just thinking this morning about uh, Ron DeSantis and his chances, you know? And I was thinking, how would I, how would I characterize Ron DeSantis? And I, I came up with this following. Okay. I think Ron DeSantis is Donald Trump with a brain. Ooh, I like that one, Donald Trump with a brain. <laughs> Maybe we should title that the episode for today. I hope no one the Trump. Um, I was on the way when I was on the way here this morning. I was listening to ESPN Radio in my car, and they were discussing w, the WNBA because everyone's talking about the Britney Griner story. Have you ever watched WNBA? No, game? but here's the funny part: they were discussing on how to get people more interested in WNBA. And here's a tip about entertainment in general: if you need to convince people to be entertained by something that's supposed to be entertainment, it's not entertaining. The WNBA is not a profitable league. It's not an entertaining yeah. league. Why do we need to make it something like you should teach your kids, you should teach your daughters to watch the WNBA? Why? <laughs> it's not. It's not an interesting watch. Well, somebody's uh, <clears throat> absorbing the losses. Who's paying for all that? Uh, Probably all the salaries? government. Honestly. Some some kind of. Uh, <clears throat> I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's just not. It's not interesting. I don't. I don't find it even uh, an iota of uh, interesting. But what's the agenda from all the from from all the, the whole media, especially in the ESPN world, of like. We need to make the WNBA part of the sport. Like, if you want to buy the video game nowadays, the NBA game, WNBA is included. Like, it, the league doesn't have more well, than a few thousand it, people in the stands. It, it's if I went over to somebody in the studio and said, "If you can name me a W, two a WNBA players, I'll give you, I'll give you five hundred thousand dollars," they would not be able to name it for me. I'm not talking about the five thousand. Right, right. I go to New York well, City and ask them two WNBA players. Well, now everyone knows two things. Everyone knows where Belarus is yeah. right, to the right of the Ukraine, and they know who Brittany Griner is. Yeah. So people are against their will. They're learning things. Yeah, I wonder what she's going to do with her freedom, no? Uh, is she still playing? She's not playing anymore? I don't know. 
Well, she'll probably have a ticket tape parade down in the Canyon of Heroes <laughs> in, in lower Manhattan. So we'll have to go to that uh, next week to cover it for uh, the Daily Thread. Yeah, right. I, guess, I think you'll go, okay? You'll Maybe. be in Manhattan anyway. Go. So you'll go to the ticket tape parade. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll take it from there. But I it just think makes, it just makes me sick. I think, I think we discussed it enough already. Yeah. You know? uh, let's delve into the, to the mailbox. We have a message here. It says as follows. Hasidim do have a shit of crisis is the title. Now, okay. first of all, before I read this, I want to say I did not say that the Chassidim don't have shit of crisis. I was reading a letter from the mailbox that said that it, that it doesn't. So that's that's A. There are many Hasidish girls who are insisting on only meeting boys who are still in yeshiva. Therefore, they are often being read to boys who are on the border of Hasidish slash yeshivish. The result is a tragic amount of Hasidish boys who go to work at age 19, 20 or so having a very, very difficult time finding Shidduchim and their ages and numbers are steadily growing. In fact... I would say it's considered a bigger crisis because in those circles, someone above the age of 21 or 22 is considered old. Many enter the Shidduch world by 18 there. And that's just another stigma added to the resume. I believe this is also affecting the amount of girls in the yeshivish world whose ages and numbers are growing. Somehow, that side of the Shidduch crisis is more publicized. I myself, as well as others I know, have tried to read Shidduchim of a more Hasidish working boy to a more yeshivish girl, but they are rarely interested since there are too many yeah. differences in minhagim, mentality, etc., Okay, so I met with a, a young a man. Uh, his name is Sender Schwartz. I met with him, uh, not the one you know. Uh, it's featured in this week's Five Towns Jewish Times, as a matter of fact. He runs an organization in Israel called Bashert. Interesting. Okay, um, he's made um, his organization very quick, quickly. If you read the article, you'll know what he does. But he employs uh, Shadchanim in Israel, and he pays them a monthly salary, $1,000 a month, to make Shadduchim. And when they make a successful shidduch, they get a bonus. They you get a thousand USD. Yeah, they get a thousand USD. Okay. And plus, when they make a shidduch successfully, they negotiate with the families an additional payment of between fifteen hundred and two thousand dollars. You remember, I had, I had that idea years ago. It just was impossible. What meaningful matches? You mean? Yeah, meaningful matches. Anyway, this guy was in my office uh, for like two months. This guy was in my office on Monday. He has two thick like telephone books, lists of boys and girls. And to respond to that letter, he showed me that he has a Hasidish book and a yeshivish book. It's different. Okay, no, like, listen to this. The uh, Hasidisha book, it's just 20% girls, but 80% boys that are available. So okay. there's much more boys available because the girls, like like this person said, the Ashidach is read. Very often it's decided amongst the families that the boy and the girl are going to get married. Right. And then the boy and girl meet if they decide that it's going to, then that doesn't always work out 100%. But if the families decide that it's a good Shidduch, they meet, and if there's no objections, then then they get married. In the yeshivisha, he says to me, or in the litvisha world, it's exactly the opposite. 20% boys available, 80% girls available, okay? They're, they, don't, they don't have the kind of intense social pressure okay. to get engaged or married by 18, 19, Who 20. Who does in the yeshivish world? The, 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 uh, the yeshivisha girls. Right, okay. Okay, so this, this rolls in potentially into a shidduch crisis uh, that you're talking about. So you have less boys, and you have more girls looking looking for shidduchim. So there, there's this imbalance, and that's what he's working on. He's working on, you know, making matches, and he's 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 focusing on usually 25, 26, uh, and over. Good for him. It's a really nice, it's a well, nice initiative. Uh, he's trying. He oh, he started to function. He started the organization. Now he's working in Lakewood. Amazing. He made a few about about a half a dozen shidduchim. He said in Lakewood. And he's here in the five towns. I don't know if he's trying to make shidduchim or he's just trying to collect money. Or maybe but, he's just trying to get a good bite, an upper crust or something. Uh, I think uh, he was here. Uh, he was here. Uh, I think he'll be here today. I think. Incredible. He doesn't, he doesn't speak any English, so 
We, we, we have a knack of surrounding ourselves with people who don't speak a word of English. We have a cousin that we spent the Shabbos with a few times uh, from Eretz Israel. He lives in, in uh, Ashdod. He lives in Ashdod, yes. And he doesn't speak a word of English. Well, he's a... He's and a, I was sitting in the backyard with him. Yeah, you were my, talking to him. I was trying to. Did you understand what he was saying at all? <laughs> More of a chance of me speaking sign language than Hebrew, honestly. Okay, well, his name is Effie Grindiger. He lives in Ashdod. Uh, he's uh, your first cousin. He's in real estate. And uh, he's a uh, very much in demand attorney in Eretz Yisrael with a lot of clients here in the United States. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were sitting in the backyard talking and all my siblings were... Just at the window laughing because they well, knew is, that what I. What is Naki talking to Effie about? Like, they, what they can understand. they? How are they? How are they communicating? He hardly understands the word of English. You don't understand the word. Of I Hebrew. think we were having two different conversations. Honestly, I was saying something, then he was saying something, and we, he was saying how like it's so beautiful outside, and I'm saying yeah, the stock market is terrible these days. <laughs> Well, I think that's maybe you should. Uh, he, I know he's trying to uh, learn English, uh, learn a little bit more English because he does a lot of uh, does a lot of work in the United States. Yeah. And it would help him a lot. Uh, you, on the other hand, uh, you should uh, brush up on some uh, languages. You're, young, you're a young guy, and you should um, you should be able to uh, you know learn uh, listen to they have, they have uh, the courses you could take. Rose, Rosetta Stone, yeah, something like that, or Duolingo, something because, like that. Uh, you know, at least you could talk. Uh, you know, at least learn how to speak Spanish. At least, if you at can. least, you know, at least what? Hebrew or uh, or Yiddish. <laughs> so I saw this tweet yesterday from. Uh, ALX, breaking. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, is under investigation by the House of Ethics Committee. Typically, when that office forwards an investigation, it's because it has reason to believe an ethics law was broken. What's an, what's an ethics law? Uh, it's, uh, I don't know, uh, it's uh, not a nice thing. As they say in Yiddish, it's nitshain. It's not nice. It's not going anywhere. Don't worry about it. You know what that's good for? That's good for uh, three minutes of news uh, uh, for, <laughs> for less than one day. I was getting and then, feisty. And then it's gone. And then it's gone. It's not, it's not, it's not important. It's not interesting. The, the, the pattern of the news, if you want to discuss, uh, the pattern of the news is if there's somebody that's really down and out, to bring them up. And uh. if somebody really high on the hog, as the saying goes, bring them down into the mud. That's what news is. You know what they say? You know what a news story is? A good news story is when uh, uh, a man bites a dog. Can you imagine a that? A man bites a dog. Yeah, if a dog bites a man, it's not news. That happens every single day. Right. If a man bites a dog, that's news. Yeah. So that's what these stories, these how these stories are built on. They're built on on fluff, on on, on nothing. By so, the way, it's so interesting because uh, yesterday a lot of people are very were very intrigued and interested by what you said about Babe Ruth and Hubert uh, Herbert, uh, Herbert Hoover. Hubert Hoover. Yeah, not the bar, not the guy from the vacuum cleaners. No, who, who's that? Not, that's the Hoover vacuum cleaners. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, he might he might have been pay, making more money than the president. Also, I don't know. I don't know when he lived, but uh, what about Herbert Hoover? The fact that Babe Ruth was making more money than him. Well, he had a better year. <laughs> Listen, guy has a better year. I think uh, what's his name? I, it's, it's arguable whether um, what's what did, his name. And listen, what did people say about the call draft? People people didn't think it was a good idea. I think people said that it should be it should be done on their potential. Uh, you know what? But you, you really can't uh, draw a parallel between Herbert Hoover and Babe Ruth, and like for example, Aaron Judge and Joe Biden. Aaron Judge is only making three hundred and sixty million dollars over the next nine years. The Bidens are taking in billions. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. The Wall Street Journal puts out a message this morning. Google plans to combine its Waze and Maps teams as a search engine giant fo uh, faces pressure to streamline operations and cut costs. I didn't know that Maps owns Waze. Huh? <laughs> Who? Did I just speak Yiddish? No, you? who's that? Maps. Google Maps owns Waze? 
no, 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 no. Waze is an Israeli company. Yeah, but then it was they sold. Sell. It was sold to Google. Yeah, it was yeah, sold to years Google. ago. Oh yeah, really? Why? I find Google Maps is very, uh, very, very confusing. I love Waze. I love ways too, but you put. I, why would you go on Google Maps? You you want to go? Let's say you want to go to the Rockley Country Club to a wedding in Rockley, New Jersey. They give you the oh, nice wedding. How long does it take to get there? Oh, four days and three hours. Because they give first they give you the walking time. <laughs> now, why would I want to walk to Rockley, New Jersey, to a <laughs> wedding that's tonight when I'm going to get there Sunday? Listen, you never know. People these days, you never know. I found a you know reading a tweet based on a previous story we had mentioned early on. Dovi Safir took Twitter to say uh, in response to the ESPN tweet of Russia freeing WM player, uh, WNBA pr- uh, player Brittany Griner. Um, Dovi Safir took to Twitter and said, in exchange for Brittany Griner, Russia is getting a convicted arms dealer and two unprotected first-round draft picks from the New York Knicks. <laughs> because Listen, no matter what's going on, the Knicks are going to give up their draft picks. I, I, I'm very busy on my phone, as you know, um, but I'm not on Twitter. So could I, could I, should I go on Twitter? Uh, can you be busy? I mean, when do you find... I think Ima's, Ima's on Twitter now. Um, not really. I think uh, she is. She is, but she doesn't really... Should I go to Ima's Twitter and read her tweets? No, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if you'd be able to find it. But um, uh, if how do you have time for anything else if you're on Twitter? You know what? That's that's kind of my news source. Like I don't I don't watch the news like you. What kind, what kind of news do you get? You don't get. Real You're getting news. the news as it happens. You, You're getting all the news. You get you get. <laughs> he's looking at me like uh, he just. You're uh, looking at some kind of a, a cage in a in a zoo and a gorilla behind the cage. What? What? He's looking at me crazy over there. <laughs> well, that's not the real news. That's that's that, that's news that uh, people slant. No. No. No, no. Everyone gets the real news from Twitter, honestly. Yeah, they go to they go to Twitter first before they go to any Yes, any everything real breaks news on sources. Twitter right away. So I have to I have to download the app, right? You don't have it yet? I must have had it. I I have a new phone, so I don't have it anymore. You know, I don't think I downloaded it again. Yeah, happen, but happen. I don't know. What do you sit there all day long just watching what's going on on Twitter? You hap- it happens in real time. You get to see like Brittany Griner right now is on a plane. She's sitting in her seat. Anyways, a city council bill would limit movie shoots in certain New York City neighborhoods to just 10 days per month due to complaints from residents that film industry disrupt their lives and take away parking spots. You know, speaking of parking spots, someone had an idea about Central Avenue. And if you don't live in the five towns, and I'm sorry, maybe this is not applicable to you, but I think every area has parking issues. Um, His name is AC Plotchick. He came over to me and surely had this idea for parking on Central Avenue. He said, you know what? My idea for parking on Central Avenue, take away the parking on the street. Make two lanes going each way. Build double-decker parking lots in Gourmet Lots parking lot. Build it behind Emporio's parking lot. Mm-hmm. And there should be two big parking cups where people can park. And this way, you know, most of the traffic on Central Avenue happens when people are pulling into spots, pulling out of spots. It take it could take 25 minutes for me to get mm-hmm. to the office sometimes because of traffic on Central. Yeah, yeah. Mainly because people don't know how to park. To get into the parking lot? It's not a good idea. Why? You make... You, you see, they have this in Florida. They have it in Bell Harbor. They have it in Lincoln Road. But, like... Two lanes on each side, and also this, cut into some of the sidewalk, build cones, and, and we don't need so much sidewalk space. You know that 10 years ago, um, I went to a news conference uh, in the Costco parking lot with Senator Chuck Schumer was there. Uh, Phil, Phil Goldfeder was You in. know the show, the show Mary Searle, you mean? Yeah, Phil Goldfeder was in the assembly then. Yeah. Okay, there were a few other local politicians. Good old Phil. And they were introducing the idea they were going to build a, a, a second-level highway Going from where Brookville Boulevard is now, the Atlantic Beach, uh, that's going to go all the way up. Because if you don't, if you don't have to go to the Five Towns, if you don't have to go to Far Rockway, you're going to the beach, going to Atlantic Beach. You can take the upper roadway, and you could skip the whole traffic jam around the shopping center, 
and around 878. Um, yeah, that's 10 years ago. The law's on the books. I think the money was allocated for No it. way. Nothing's, the, nothing's been done. Where's the money? The money The money is, where's the money that was unaccounted for? That oh, holy shit, so where's the money? The, the $2 trillion, what did you say was missing yesterday? $2 trillion where? FTX? No, uh, uh, Ukraine? Ukraine was a trillion? No, it was billion, a billion. 20 US billion. Department of Finance. US, billion, US Department billion, of Finance? 20 billion Ukraine unaccounted for. Uh, I also just want them to stop writing tickets for people who own businesses on Central Avenue and park here. Well, you know, I had this conversation with the local government in Cedarhurst a few times. Um, you know, I'm using this podcast as <laughs> I'm using this podcast to fight know, my own battles. They read the, stop writing me tickets. Well, first of all, why don't you get a, a permit for the parking lot? That's a good idea. One. I mean, come on. Yeah, but can I ask you a question? They sell permits to the parking lot, but is there always a parking spot? No. As a matter of fact, so imagine buying tickets to a concert well, and there not being a seat. Well, I, I I I have permits for the parking lot, even though I'm not in the parking lot today because it's not that close to the office. I mean, it's close. But not 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 very close. Not close enough for your liking. Not the front of the building, anyway. So, but they uh, it used to flood. The parking lot used to get flooded when it rained. Oh really? And all the all the permit spaces were covered in water. <laughs> and one time I couldn't get into my car at a permit spot. <laughs> I got my pants soaked up to my knees. I had to go to a meeting. I had to go home and change my pants <laughs> before I can get to the meeting. And I spoke to the mayor. You I wear said, boots. And they give you tickets all the time, like. The law is apparently there's a lot of broken meters on on, yeah. on on Central Avenue. These are new meters. A lot of them don't take the money, and they don't. And you can pay with these meters with a credit card. A lot of them don't take the credit card either. So the 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 procedure is if you have a broken a broken meter, you're supposed to call the court, Cedar yeah. Court. Then I, I know the number by heart. I call them. I said, listen, meter number two five two on Columbia Avenue is not working. Uh, so the woman says to me, well, you know, you're not allowed to park there. If it's broken, I said, "What does it say? You're not allowed to park there." It doesn't say that on the meter. You're not allowed to park if it's broken. Well, if if you you know you're not, what, what do you want me to do? I'll cancel my meeting and I'll look for a meter that's working. <laughs> Is that you want want me to do for the rest of the day? She says, I "Well, know. you know what she says. If you get a ticket, call me back." I know they probably make a killing off of these tickets though, and the meters. Well, good for them. Anyway, speaking of traffic and stuff, Meaningful Minute is launching this really cool new project, the Hillam Project. Yeah, I like it. I heard we about recorded it yesterday for the first time. 150 chapters with Hillam, the entire to Hillam. It's all done. All done. Wow. It is really, really awesome. It sounds awesome. This really amb like ambient, f ambient, ambient. Is that like a drug? Ambient. It's like an ambiance. <laughs> he has he has a certain uh, ambiance. He has a panache. He has a style. <laughs> a nice cadence. Yeah, has a nice cadence. Easy, easy to follow. Easy to follow, and you can repeat after the words that are being said. And <laughs> so you know, if you're worried about the speed, you can speed it up. You can slow it down. You can go at your own pace. How do you speed it up and slow it down? On the, it's gonna be on Apple and Spotify. It's gonna be on the Meaningful oh, yeah. Minute app. You can go two times, three times, three and a half times, right, whatever so, you want. So let me let me translate what you're trying to say. Yeah. Uh, so why am I not speaking English? You, you're not making it clear. <laughs> uh, you're driving in your car. You're yes. in traffic. You're yes. on, on, what, on whatever name of that street is, eight seventy eight. Yeah. Uh, and you're stuck there. Or you're in Los Angeles. Or you're uh, trying to drive down Collins Avenue during the boat show yeah. uh, when you can't budge. Um, what? And uh, you, you put Tillam on. And you're like, hey, listen. I, you, I could, you, could, you, could, you could actually enjoy every word. And you could finish the Hillam. And, and you, like, could repeat, you could repeat it after the yeah. person saying the Tillam. And just from your commute to work on a daily basis, you can finish the Savor to Hillam weekly, bi like two times a month if, maybe. If traffic is bad enough, you can finish Tillam every day. Oh, man. <laughs> I hope it's not that if you, bad. If you, drive, <laughs> if you drive into the city... If you're going to a Rockley Country Club, uh, yeah, you, you can finish. If you have a wedding in Lakewood, you can finish the Hillam. <laughs> but like, imagine you're driving, you get an alert like so and so needs to discuss for Rufus Schlema, Davin, Davin, Davin. You're driving. What are you going to do? 
So that's what, like, someone, this is an idea that came and said, hey, listen, like, you just put it on and, and daven. Anyways, <clears throat> you can own a parak. You can sponsor a parak of this Tehillim. There's really not that many available, but you They're can all, hit, sold, all sold out already? Almost. There's, like, maybe 50 left. You can hit the you can hit the link in the description in the show notes over here. You could, you know, message us on the Daily Thread phone to sponsor a parak. What does it cost to sponsor a 360, parak? and you can own that parak. For the whole parak? For the whole parak. It's not expensive. You want one? That's not expensive. 360, you sure? For the whole parak? There's 150 parakim, yeah. Kapitlach. No, they're called parakim. Do you want one? No, a parak is a parak and a... a What? A parak is a kapitl. A parak is a kapitl? Do you want one? Sure, I'll take take two. Oh. Okay. Try them down for two. Sign me up. Which ones do you want? Can I get it to go? (laughs) You want french fries with that? (laughs) Ketchup and mustard also. That's another thing, by the way. You know how many times I order food from restaurants and and I end up leaving and it's missing parts of my order? And it's just like... Okay, fine. No, I'll tell you something. <laughs> you else. didn't include the drink. Here's uh, a four dollars and fifty dollars no, donate. So, like four. Else, I'll tell you something else about that. When you go to a restaurant and you sit down at a table and you order, you get this big dish which you don't know how you're going to uh, to to eat. It's so I don't much know. Food. If, I don't know. If but I'm, when you order yeah. the same exact thing on Uber Eats, so it comes to your house. You need a magnifying glass to see the food. I know. They, there's they nothing. There's nothing there. Of course, you know what? You're home and they're in the restaurant and. The, What's the Uber driver's fault? He orders you a microscopic uh, uh, proportion of what the real dish is supposed to look like. I think, honestly, I, I, I sometimes order on Uber Eats and, and I'll get it and it's always missing one item. It's missing a drink. It's missing this. I think the restaurants, like they... What, you, what can you do about that? You call the restaurant and you complain. They don't know anything about it. Nah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Like, uh, I'm gonna cancel a whole order because I forgot my drink. I'm gonna so go through the trouble of talking to the Uber people in California. No, you can't. So you get a drink tomorrow. I want Scott. I know, but I, I'm, I'm wasting three, four dollars every single time. I once ordered from a local restaurant here and uh uber driver uh mixed up the order and i got trafe chinese food <laughs> <laughs> delivered to my house uh, my ne- my, uh, we try to give your, it away your grand your grandson <laughs> my nephew he was babysitting for me once and he ordered chinese food to the i was in the city oh, and chinese he food. ordered kosher chinese I'm food assuming, yes. and he calls me he said it's not here I'm it's like, where he's like, I think they dropped it off at the wrong place. They sent me a picture of where they dropped it off, and it's not in this place. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I think it's around the corner. I went on Google Maps. I, I looked at the house. I said, yeah, it looks like it's at this house. He walks around the corner, and he calls me. He's like, the food's not on their porch. I'm like, they might be eating it right now. I'm like, so go knock on the door. He's like, how do I know they're Jewish? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, oh, I see him. He knocks on their door, and I hear him on the phone the whole time. He goes, Hi, I think my Chinese was delivered here. They're like, yeah, we were wondering what this is from. And did, it, did they eat it or they gave yeah. it to him? No, the guy they gave it to him, he, he ate it. Um, but yeah, that's that's our episode for today. Okay, we want to finish by uh, talking about this week's Pasha for yeah. a second. Okay, but this week's Pasha is Vayishlach, right? Uh, so it's a, it, this is real. This week, oh, there's been a lot of drama in the Torah up until this point. But uh, Vayishlach Yaakov Malachim, uh, that's where the real drama begins that's going to take us through the next... Uh, few months yeah. through the slavery in Mitzrayim and then through Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim and in the Midbar and, and so on and so forth, the uh, building of the Mishka. There's a, lot, uh, there's a lot up the road, but very simple, very quickly. Vishlak Yaakov Malachim. Yaakov was about to encounter Esav, his yeah. brother, who Esav felt that he stole the the first the birthright from him. Chris. And Esav wanted to kill Yaakov, okay? He wanted to murder him now that Yitzchak Avinu had uh, passed away. So anyway, very simple. It says in the beginning of the Pasha, Bishak Yaakov Malachim, what does Rashi say? Who did he send? Who did Yaakov send to um, to encounter Esau? Of course, the angels that accompany Yaakov were like his security team, yeah. like his secret service, like his FBI. And Rashi says two words, Malachim Mamish. 
What does that mean? What is, Rashi doesn't come to tell you something superfluous. It's telling you something to kind of teach you a lesson of what it is, what is mamish. So the, the Magad of Mezerich says, that, there are many pshatim about it, but the Magad of Mezerich says that, what does it mean, malachim mamish? It means Yaakov Avinu sent, he sent the physical aspect of the malachim to encounter Esav. The spiritual aspect of the malachim stayed with Yaakov, but the embodiment, the way they appeared in the earthly uh, corporal um, uh, fashion was, was what he sent to Esav. So actually, it's kind of like he split them in a, in a way, or you could actually divide them, but that's what he sent uh, to encounter Esav. So Esav was able to see the physical aspect of the, of the, uh, of the Malachim, which was uh, a way to show him that, you know, Yaakov means business, he's, gonna, he's strong, he has protection, he's going to protect himself. And the, uh, but the, the essence... Mm-hmm. And and uh, the the Magad says that we you also you learn from this that that's how you're supposed to run your life in general. You have when you when you approach a project or your work or your daily life in this world, you have the physical part of you which is involved in it, but the spiritual aspect of has to always be the thing that dictates the way you're going to conduct yourself and the way the outlook that you're uh, going to have. I think that uh, basically the uh, explanation by Yishlach of what Malachim Mamish means. It means the mamish. It means mamash. The, the mamish of the malachim, the part that you could see in here. Beautiful. Well, that's our episode for today. A big shout out to our friends at Cheaper Team. You know, they're getting involved in taking care of us in this Tehillim project and helping us sponsor these parakim. And maybe you should too, you should too as well. If you want to know more about Cheaper Team, open this week's this week's edition of 5TJT, the newspaper, and page 11, you'll see more about Cheaper Team. Uh, that's our episode for today. If you want to sign up for the daily thread WhatsApp status, go ahead and hit the link in the description, the show notes. We'd love to see you sign up. We have exclusive content, clips, bonus footage, and so much more over there. If you'd like to spawn, if you'd like to advertise one of these episodes, you can reach out to us on that WhatsApp account as well, or email us at thedailythread at meaningfulminute.org. We will see you again next week. I'm looking forward to having the few the next few days off this weekend. Yes, Baruch Hashem. And we will see everybody. you again Monday. Adios, amigos. Good job.